You're listening to the Evolution Exchange podcast Nordics, a melting pot of ideas and inspiration shared by some of the most successful technical leaders in the Nordic region. I'm Sam Williamson. I help connect businesses with their tech talent. Today, I'm your host. Today, I'm joined by Christian, Ryan, Antonio, and Chris to discuss the topic, all things multi-cloud. Before we delve deeper into the topic, let's work our way around the room with some quick introductions. Antonio, we'll come to you first. Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Antonio. Uh, I come from Italy and I've been living in Denmark for the last 12 years. I'm a principal cloud architect uh, in Nordia, uh, one of the biggest financial institutes in Scandinavia. I'm an AWS community builder and a user group leader for the Copenhagen AWS meetup. And I'm looking forward for this discussion with everybody. As am I. Chris, we'll come to you next. Hey, everybody. Uh, my name is Chris Williams. I'm a principal cloud solution architect and cloud therapist for Worldwide Technologies. I am also an AWS hero, a VMware V expert, the host of the V Brown Bag podcast. And I'm also very excited to be here to talk about multi cloud. Thank you. And Christian. Hi, guys. Uh, my name is uh, Christian Hoidu, and I'm based in Copenhagen. I'm starting to get a little bit of an imposter syndrome here uh, with uh, this panel. Uh, equally excited, but uh, slightly nervous. So I'm uh, I'm Danish, uh, and I am coming from an engineering manager background, uh, recently with Crosspilot. Uh, but prior to that, I've been a cloud consultant and uh, yeah, and a software engineer for many, many years. Uh, I've been uh, doing those roles, uh, facilitating multiple clouds. Um, so I wouldn't consider myself an expert uh, as such, but I, uh, I know a little bit of, of all of them. And uh, I had the idea that this would be a kind of fun topic to discuss in general. So I'm really happy that Sam managed to get this nice panel together. Fantastic. And Ryan, last but not least. Uh, hi everyone, my name is Ryan Bothery. I'm based in the UK. Uh, I'm the Cloud Academy lead for Digital Futures. Digital Futures is a mission-led business providing training and careers for people from a diverse background in the tech industry. Prior to Digital Futures, I was with AWS for five years, and prior to that, um, I was in and around the tech industry in various roles for 25 years. And after this call, I'm going to be stealing Chris's job title because cloud therapist is brilliant. You should absolutely steal it. It's uh, it's it it draws people in. You say that, and they're like, "What? Why? Why would I need a therapist?" And then you spend seven hours explaining why you need therapy. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it goes with therapy, doesn't it? It is. It, it's 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 wonderful. It's a it's a and and it's it's legitimately part of my job. It's it's uh we can we can we can talk about it afterwards. It's hilarious. I love that one. Thank, thank you for giving us a bit of context on all of you. As you can tell, we've got some real titans uh, in the in the side of cloud and the technologies around it. And as you can probably tell with Chris, we're recording all the way from Boston to Denmark, a bit of Cardiff in there as well with Ryan. So um, yeah, really looking forward to getting this one through today. So as usual, we'll look to come around the room with all of your questions on the multi-cloud technologies and strategies, um, and then hear what you guys got to say. So. I do believe we're coming to Antonio first. His question around this one is, is multi-cloud really a good practice? So it's a nice, supposedly easy one to start, but Antonio will come to you for a bit of context and then shots fired. Uh, see what the guys have to say. <laughs> yeah, let's let's start with the easy one. 
Yeah, I mean, as you may know already, for some people, cloud, it's a buzzword. So when you add this multi-cloud in front of, it's even, it's even worse. Um, people claim that every company is almost multi-cloud, but nobody is really clear about the definition of multi-cloud. And we don't see, or at least we, it is not clear to have an example of good practice for multi-cloud, or even if the multi-cloud itself is a good practice. So that's a little bit of the context that I would like to, to throw you guys, because yeah, there are so many examples of people preaching for multi-cloud, but in the end, uh, what is it really about? Excellent. Chris, I think you're first up. What have you got to say? Yeah, I, I, th I think that by and large, the that I'm I'm not saying that the question is irrelevant. What I'm saying is that the company companies don't care. Uh, if what, regardless of whether or not multi-cloud is a good practice, depending upon the size of the company, they are going to be multi-cloud. Um, unless unless you never get merged, you never get acquired, you never get divested, um, or or you or you only have one developer who's making stuff, they're gonna there's gonna be a differing of opinions and somebody's gonna swipe a credit card and all of a sudden you've got you know this entire Azure landing zone off in left field that you're gonna have to figure out how to how to play nicely with. Um, multi multi-cloud can be a good practice and it can also be a horrible practice. It, de it depends once again on how you use the tool. If you take a hammer and you try to paint a house with it, you're going to have a bad day. Uh, but if you but if you have a posture around how you want to leverage your architecture and you have a good set of governance and processes around how, how you deploy things, then multi-cloud can be a very good practice. If if you let everybody you know freewheel it and do the wild wild west, then you're going to have a lot of technical debt that you have to ameliorate. Excellent, Christian. Have you got anything to bounce off what Chris said? Oh yes, I do. I do, uh, and I and I kind of feel like I I, I have to go. So I think um, I mean there's nothing really to disagree on here, but I think the interesting part is um, multi-cloud is trending, right? Uh, about 79% of businesses have already adopted multi-cloud. I think that's really really interesting here. And um, is it 70? Okay. Yeah, apparently. Uh, to wow. according to Forrester uh, research, uh, it says it's about 79 percent. Maybe it's it increased right? from yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. After this podcast, it's going to be even more. Mm. <laughs> well, maybe not. Let's figure out. But either way, uh, the interesting part I think is, especially with multi-cloud, that approximately 29 percent have already adopted. Um, four or more providers, so it is it is trending to go uh, and and spread out the X. And I think maybe we should also take a step back and say, look, okay, what is really the difference between hybrid and multi-cloud? Because it's right. a bit, these terms are, are, are juggling around. Uh, so uh, and and prior to that, okay, we have the public cloud, we have the uh, private cloud. Uh, you mix this together. If you do a hybrid, you 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 mix maybe your on-prem. With with a with a cloud uh, provider of your choice, it could be also managed cloud. Um, so somebody else is handling for you uh, your cloud. In multiple cloud, uh, you have multiple clouds uh, providers. Uh, it's very similar to um, to the hybrid cloud, really, um, in in general terms. Um, but but uh, just I think it's important to really say that okay, hybrid multi cloud uh, is kind of the same. Um, so I think coming back to Antonio's question here, um, it depends very much on the business case and 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 do you have the right people in place to handle this? Uh, so it's not just of somebody 
having a credit card and uh, going wild west with it, but it's also uh, how do you have the competencies in in uh, in in your company and in your uh, in your teams to uh, leverage. Uh, because if you don't, then uh, it, it will definitely go wild west, as uh, Chris also mentioned. But hey, I leave it to you, Ryan. What you, what you got to say? You're AWS hero. So um, <clears throat> so this is really interesting. Um, the stat you just mentioned, uh, Christian, 29% um, are using four cloud providers or more. Is that right? Yes. So if any of those 29% are listening to this, you really need Chris's contact details and his cloud therapy um, uh, <laughs> uh, services. He's gonna he's gonna sit you down. He's gonna give you a hug and tell you that it's all gonna be better soon. Okay. Tell me about your um, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So um, let me just add a little bit more complexity onto this. Um, Multi-cloud is a term I, I've been hearing for a long time now. Also, I'm not sure if you guys have come across this, but there's also this idea of poly-cloud as well. Um, I, I recently um, wrote a blog post, so I had to research this topic, and I reached out to some of my customers and friends who, who run this way. Um, for the listeners who maybe wants wondering about the differences between all this and and also um jump in just to make me uh, make me say truthful by multi-cloud we're talking about a business that uses multiple cloud providers and the idea there is that should a cloud provider fail or all of a sudden you know put up their prices then the business can can quickly depart move over to another cloud provider and continue service. Now, to be able to do this quickly for any business, you need to be running technologies that are used by all of the cloud providers. And that tends to be taking you down the route of containers or virtual servers, right? This then has I, I always approach things as an architect, right? I want to create the perfect solution. This this takes me down the route of I'm limiting what I can do with a solution because I'm limiting the amount of technologies that I can use. I need to be thinking with every solution I create, can I run this in AWS and Azure and GCP? It becomes a constraint. The cloud platform is in, is informing the, the technology used in, this, in the solution. Polycloud's a slightly different approach to this. So with Polycloud, which um, uh, all of our clients here at Digital Futures, you know, they're enterprise customers and they all go with this approach. They're using the best technology for the solution, no matter what cloud platform it runs on. So they're going to be using data services from GCP. They're going to be using identity services in Azure. They're going to be using application services from AWS. There are benefits to doing this. There are also a lot of issues, as you can imagine, which we're going to discuss over the next 40 minutes. Um, but to answer your, your question, Antonio, I've never been a massive advocate of multi-cloud. Too many issues. I don't see enough benefit to the business. As Chris mentioned, 
um, it becomes a moot point because every business of a certain size has this approach anyway. Um, they have a duty of care to keep their IT systems up and running and putting all your eggs in one cloud provider basket seems like the wrong thing to do. I would challenge that good solution architecture can alleviate some of these doubts really. Um, so that's that's where I am. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, quite quite a few because uh, I actually believe that the 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 birth of not multi cloud is actually I think chaotic, and it's and I try to explain that. I think uh, the absence of a clear strategy actually leads to a multi cloud strategy. Um, and that's why you think that every company actually is uh, is a multi-cloud because you have a G Suite for your email system, or maybe you have Teams, and then you're using Azure behind the scenes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But but to to go back to what Chris mentioned, I think that the the part where I'm mostly nervous about multi-cloud it's uh, the governance because to get that right. It really, it's really important to have, you know, skilled persons who know how to deal with, with governance and in general how to. Also, from an infrastructure, from a network security point of view, understanding how all those components can work seamless because you can easily have different data centers. One data centers for AWS, one data center in the cloud for Azure, but. How is your company gonna handle with that complexity? How are the people? Uh, because eventually, you know, uh, real people are gonna put their hands on the keyboard and do stuff. How is their developer experience in doing that? And I, I feel that it's 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 tightly uh, related to the maturity of a of a of a company. I mean, the more mature you are a company, uh, the probably easier and effortless is to set, to have this kind of setup. But uh, if you if you are unsure already with a first uh, cloud provider, then having a second one, uh, I think it's increasing complexity risk uh, uh, to uh, to another level. It, it, it you know it's a little bit like uh, a parenting, right? I mean, once you have the first uh, the first kid or daughter, uh, you you really struggle the first years, and uh, you you lose any sleep. Uh, it's very hard and tough, and eventually you know around four or five years old, you think. Okay, we did this, but uh, why don't we do the second one? And and then intrinsically, you're thinking it's going to be easier, but uh, it's not going to be easier. <laughs> so it's uh, I I see a little bit of analogy in that sense, where uh, having one cloud provider done well, it's hard. Doing it twice, it's a uh, double hard in that sense. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's uh, that's why I'm not entirely. Uh, sure that it's a it's a good practice, or it of course it can be a good practice if you if you know what you're doing, and it's it's tricky in these times. I think I, I have to quickly uh, jump into that. Uh, and I hope that's okay, guys. Um, I think we also have to have to think of the context. I like I like the analogy with 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 the parenting, uh, but uh, if you're a person like myself uh, who uh, we have a good uh, onboarding experience with the first child and then you think hey let's keep the ball rolling and just get the second one quickly after that it's going to hit you pretty early on uh, and not just five <laughs> years later where you think like okay we managed so far life is getting boring um so it's yeah, exactly. pretty similar with the with, with the cloud right uh, it's like uh, fast pace and um, and fast trouble 
but um, again, <laughs> my point here is with, with the with the multi cloud uh, thing and in, in, in the different segregations is you you have to think of the context. For example, we're thinking GCP, Asia, AWS as the main three guys, but there is also Salesforce cloud, uh, Salesforce cloud. Mm -hmm. uh, and and you might want to really send your sales guys over there so they can do the sales things uh, without affecting your application too much. Uh, because it's sort of standardized, um, and 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 with that you already have a, a multi-cloud uh, setup. And of course, if you if you if you uh, do the other things as well. Uh, so, so I just so wanted the, to throw in that. The the takeaway here is clouds are like children; they will keep you up at night, and they don't come potty trained. That's what we're trying to say. <laughs> as as exactly. a father of four, as a father of four, Chris. There's a lot of times I wish I stayed on prem. Um, <laughs> Amazing. I love this. This is already a great podcast. <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. Ryan, where were you uh, four years ago? I could have needed your advocacy. <laughs> Talk him out of it. Too late. <laughs> Too late. Too late. Okay, guys, well, let's move on to the next question then. I think um, Chris has got an excellent question. And Antonio, that was a, a great question to kick us off uh, before we move on. Uh, so thank you for that. Chris kind of wants to pose to everyone, when, where, and why should you not use multi-cloud? We're gonna come to Chris to give us a bit of context. And then like last time, let's fire around the room. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, the, the context around this is, um, is there a use case? Is there a situation where multi-cloud is a bad idea? I, I know I know that we've painted the uh, the, the the concept that multi-cloud is inevitable, depending upon the size. But if if we had a magic wand and we were the CTO of the company and we could you know smash down the hammer and and do exact make everybody obey what we wanted to, when would we not use multi-cloud? Who wants to go first? Popcorn. I can <laughs> go first. Okay. Or, uh, okay, Antonio, go ahead. Oh, thanks, Ryan. Uh, I, I see this is my personal opinion, of course, but I see that cloud uh, doesn't really make sense in, in sorry, multi-cloud, well, even cloud sometimes, but <laughs> whatever. Multi-cloud doesn't make uh, sense in, uh, for instance, uh, in implementing disaster recovery. So think about that you have an application in AWS that you have been, uh, you know, your uh, your developers have been uh, spending time uh, developing that application, and then you you have a critical mission critical system that has to be multi-region in that sense. Uh, so I wouldn't, I would rather use the multi-region from a single cloud provider rather than having, you know, uh, handling that. Let's say, let's take the, the famous one in AWS and having the exactly same components in the in, in another cloud provider in uh, in Azure, uh, because first it, it has complexity. You may have uh, uh, things that are inherently different from each other, like Lambda functions may not be exactly the same of the Azure functions. Uh, you may say about containers, but but still, I I feel that. Uh, we are uh, overloading also architects and developers in this way. So that's definitely one area that I would discourage people to use a multi-cloud multi setup. Uh, of course, this is an easy one. You're not going to save any money if you're going to if you're going to use uh, multi-cloud. So if you're looking for cost uh, uh, for cost-saving activities, so multi-cloud is going to add complexity, but it's going to increase costs. Um, 
human costs almost and uh, but but in general it is going to be is going to be tricky i have to say and and then finally i think there is this false myth that uh, uh, companies use multi cloud to avoid vendor locking uh, in general, they believe that uh, you know if something goes wrong with uh, with AWS because uh, European Union suddenly uh, is regulating the cloud in Europe and they can't use AWS or Azure anymore, then they companies may think that they could use another cloud provider as a fallback. I, I I don't I don't think you can avoid uh, vendor uh, vendor locking in that sense, and that's uh, that's uh, definitely one uh, one way that I would discourage using multi-cloud. Man, we could talk about this for hours. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who goes uh, next? Brian. Thank. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go next. Um, <clears throat> thanks, Chris. Uh, just to iterate uh, and and confirm uh, Antonio's point, really. So, moving to cloud is a challenge. Um, understanding these cloud platforms is a challenge. We are uh, in the middle of pre-invent where we're going to add a whole bunch more services to one cloud platform um, and we're going to have to learn a whole bunch more things. We're, we're still, I mean, we're, we're 20 years down the road almost from when Amazon S3 was launched, but still cloud is a relatively new technology for people. I think that unless you're part of a enterprise size company where legally you have a responsibility to use multiple cloud providers, then to me it comes down to like a really simple question. What are the business benefits? Um, what am I trying to uh, fix by having multiple cloud providers? We know there's going to be an exponential uh, amount of complexity by using multiple cloud providers. We know that potentially we don't have the skills in, in every single cloud provider. So um, I've seen large companies uh, take this approach and I've not really seen the benefit of it really, you know? Cloud providers have matured a lot, not just AWS, but Azure and GCP. They've matured a lot over the last five or 10 years. I believe it's beneficial, more efficient, more effective for a business to stay with one cloud provider, learn that provider very well. Um, I'm not seeing, uh, tell me if I'm wrong here, I'm not seeing a compelling reason why I need to use another provider's services. There are things like um, Azure AD, which is tied into Office 365, so that might be like a, a hard link I can't really move. But I've got integrations with, with Azure AD in, uh, in AWS and GCP as well. So um, uh, yeah, what are, the what are the business benefits? What are you trying to solve? Um, and work it back from there. Excellent, and Christian. Yeah, good points. Um, I wonder if I should comment on any of it or, uh, or just give my own take here. But uh, I think I'm I'm uh, I'm twisting it a little bit from my from my side and and, and take the uh, engineering manager hat on and think of okay the engineering experience here or engineer experience and and first of all again have to think of the segments. So there are different types of engineers who work with the cloud. Um, you might have your data scientists 
who have a specialty with a BigQuery on the GCP. And, and since then, you want to go into that direction because they've been lured in through um, a Looker uh, that has been acquired by, by Google uh, some years ago. Um, I think it was some years ago. Um, and uh, and so and so that's why you have your data warehouse there as, a, as an example where your application is running on uh, on AWS and uh, and then you have some uh, some sensitive data which you uh, want to keep in a private cloud um, <clears throat> just to make things uh, up further and, and then I guess that's coming from a from a financial institution uh, Antonio you you might know that it's it's a lot about regulatory things. Um, so this is this is one one thing of why you you go there. The other thing, um, again, the experience. Do I have the capacity and the knowledge in the team? Um, something that I'm thinking of a lot is is the onboarding uh, of engineers. As uh, as mentioned, Ryan already. Um, there's so many services to learn, and um, going spreading it even further out to multiple. You can't just take your Asia functions and adopt it to to Lambda functions. It's yeah, it's kind of similar, but Yet again, you you need to uh, learn um, the different quirks, and um, it takes time. and um, And and ultimately, you need, have to think of the business uh, goals here of what what does the business outcome uh, to. It's not just about geeking it out, but but you're we are all here as uh, as technicians to to solve some sort of a business problem uh, eventually. Um, so. I think the reason is really here uh, the investment you have to make uh, into into personnel, and 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 then how much benefit you don't provide by by going into multi cloud. Um, so that's yeah, short answer for me really. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think that uh, I, I mean the 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 prospect so antonio nailed it with with his three i think that you know D, dr for the sake of failing over is is an is a non-starter uh with with multiple regions and multiple systems you don't want to have to reinvent the wheel in somebody else's cloud just just to have a disaster i mean you've had a disaster already the last thing you want to do is then try to figure out oh crap what's 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 the ec2 instance size translated to azure um the the cost optimization as obviously as a non-starter. Um, what one other thing that I would like to add is if you want to leverage cloud native services, then that goes right out the window because if if you are flipping between Azure and AWS or or whatever like that, you cannot leverage the the native systems of any of those particular clouds. You can't you can't do lambdas. You can't do you can't do RDS. You can't do whatever you want to use. So. But by nature of the beast, you are making it more expensive because you're you're using the larger blocks and not using serverless or or um, RDS or or whatever like that. So that being said, when you get to a certain size, somebody somebody's going to spend something up, and you're gonna and you're gonna have a multi cloud. So so there's there's that's that's why we all go to therapy. That's why we need it. <laughs> I have another point, by the way, uh, Ooh, yeah. adding to the therapy, which is identity access management, uh, a big part here, really. Yes. Uh, yeah, that yeah. is, and especially when you yeah. go multi-cloud, how do you handle your identity <laughs> access management? It shifts yep. into security. Um, it, the yeah, there's a there's so it's such a big uh, thing to explore. Uh, it's just that topic alone. I tell you, Christian, you you buy another SaaS based on some cloud provider who abstract yes. the the iron rolls in front of the other two 
So exactly. you've tripod, that's how you tripod, get tripod cloud. Where that's does how this you get stop? The 29%. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, um, thank you for that question, Chris. Um, I think we're on to Ryan next, I do believe. He's wants uh, to post. Yeah, so my question. Oh, go ahead, Sam. Oh no, yeah, that's fine. Uh, you carry on, Ryan. You give us give us the question and give us a bit of context. Okay, thank you. Um, so my question is, um, how does a lack of engineer education and also, far more importantly, experience hamper a company's ability to create this? multi-poly cloud strategy that we're talking about um and the reason for the question obviously i'm involved in in education um it's it's quite interesting when we speak to clients about our students um who we try to you know we try to train in 12 weeks and we go through a number of uh we focus on aws we uh we go through a number of certifications it's quite interesting at the end of those 12 weeks when we're talking about when we're talking to clients about these wonderful students and they'll say to us oh okay so so they know aws and linux and python and that, all that kind of stuff do they also have azure and gcp and every other technology as well you can think of and um so there's definitely a need out there it, it's just it's just difficult right yeah Absolutely. Um, maybe I can kick off uh, answering uh, here. I think uh, it is um, it is slightly related to what I just said before uh, your question. So I think it, it, it definitely hampers. Just to give it away uh, quickly on um, because you have to you have to invest into 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 your personal. You have to you have to invest in in people. Now, uh, fortunately, just to give a counter argument is uh, that most of the providers they usually work with you as a business to support your in the education side. Uh, so they have these different educational budgets where they support and then you, you get it back as AWS credit or um, Asia credits um, and then they keep you in this uh, in this scheme and so there's this model call where you um, keep keep uh, buying um, I can't recall the name but either way um, so uh, a company is in, with, with doing that. The company is inclined to to get everybody certified as uh, as AWS experts um, or or Asia or what it is. Um, but from there, then to be okay, I am both an expert in Asia and AWS, and I have uh, fifty certificates in all of them. Uh, it, it also makes me wonder. Well, how good do you really know, or are you just taking all the <laughs> all the tests all the time? And you're, yeah, um, so. Uh, I, I think it hampers because it is a time investment uh, from the company and from the people too. Um, so I, from that perspective, I definitely think that it's better to have focus areas and then maybe split your business areas if you want to go multi-cloud and say like, as my example previous was, hey, the data goes on, uh, like we do use the data warehouse on, on GCP, for example, or um, or some of the other because they could do it equally well. Um, and then and then the application splits somewhere else, front end, back end, with Rhino, um, depending mm -hmm. of how you how you split your architecture. Antonio, should we come to you next? Yeah. Yes, of course. Well, I need to answer. Uh, you know, if uh, the lack of engineering education impede a company the ability to go multi-cloud, my short answer will be yes. Um, 
I think it it also depends on uh, on the type of person. So because developer and engineer behind that, there is always you know a person. And uh, you know now been uh, I've been uh, working with many people as a people leader and as a as a fellow developers. And you you have uh, different uh, you know uh, traits of developers. So you have people who you know. You can define lazy in that sense because they're just enough. They're just happy, let's say, with that, uh, <laughs> with the current tool set that, that they are. Uh, or you have maybe other type. Uh, thanks, Chris, for say uh, raising your hand. By the way, <laughs> I'm totally. I'm very lazy. <laughs> yeah. So you have this type of uh, Chris people, let's say, uh, or you do have also other types that uh, you're actually proactive uh, in a sense that. Uh, you know they like uh, uh, they like in that sense challenge the when something new comes and i come from a domain the banking when you can image that cloud it's seen as uh, something completely new um, but already the concept of cloud it's something that uh, actually sparks motivation for those engineers to learn uh, and it's also a, a double win because also the banks then it's, it has a way to retain talent and actually to attract talent because of course Banks are not IT companies, they are banks, but eventually uh, and they need to fight with a lot of competition in that sense. Uh, but I do believe as well that uh, it's not easy for an engineer to to be ready for handling multi-cloud because multi-cloud is complex and this complexity unfortunately um, has the potential to to burden down to the to the developers in a sense that I can be an expert in AWS, but then if I'm introducing a new cloud, you may be willing to learn uh, a new uh, cloud provider. Um, but I think our world, uh, I think most of the companies are already working with distributed systems, uh, with uh, observability, monitoring. I mean, we, we are overloading developers with so many um, profiles and so much knowledge that the risk is that uh, you become a generalist that knows a little bit about everything, yeah. but not uh, a specialist uh, which is, I think, what uh, companies are looking for. Um, so yes, but it's a hard uh, job for uh, for engineers to to keep on track. What about you, Chris? I have nothing further of value to add to this question. Uh, I, <laughs> I think I think that I mean we've we, we've all we've all said yes, and, and and that's it's kind of I mean, does a lack of education hamper the ability to go to multi cloud? Of course it does. Uh, there, there's the 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 way that humans learn is they 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 read a thing then they go practice the thing and then they and then they come back and then they iterate upon that and that flywheel gets bigger and bigger and bigger and then they become good at one thing now if you if you then say okay i want you to get good simultaneously at azure aws and gcp their, their brains are going to explode. They're going to they're remember the, the broad strokes of each one of them. Okay, this is a project. This is an account. This is a thing. But but if you if you try to get, I mean, even within one cloud, it's difficult to to there, you can't you can't become good at any at all of the services of one cloud, let alone all of them. Uh, thank God for Terraform. Wait, I didn't say that. Uh, so so there, so so yes, you you have to you have to train your people up. You can't you can't just wave a magic wand as the CTO and say, okay, we're going to go to the cloud this year. No, you're not. 
you're going to you're going to train your people for 6 months and then they're going to create a little POC environment and then they're going to like dip their toe into it and then maybe if you're lucky at the end of one year you're going to have a good environment set up that you can move one or two or three workloads into but you're not going to have your data center in the cloud in a year unless you hire a lot of people outside of of your crew that are then going to take all of that work and your people are then going to become useless because they didn't they didn't help with it uh yeah that's yeah very true and and we've 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 all seen that happen oh yes oh yes <laughs> oh yes <laughs> so, so great, where this, a great where this, question ryan yeah so, so where this the, where this question came from is um i was speaking to a colleague of mine about this multi-cloud poly-cloud approach and <clears throat> they said it's it's down to three things right it's down to education um security and tooling as well as of course business benefits which we talked about um those are big subjects um putting aside the educational um part for a second so just ensuring and christian mentioned this ensuring that you've got this overarching security strategy across multiple cloud platforms is a mounting of work isn't it it's it's a huge thing um then you've got to add in um how you're going to how you're going to manage these cloud platforms you know do you do you have that single pane of glass that can do multiple cloud platforms there are third-party services out there that can do this but do they have everything that you need um uh, i've not worked with them enough to be confident that I'd go down this route. So once you've worked out those huge issues, then you've got people. Um, Multi-cloud engineers are mythical unicorns. They they um, they are incredibly rare. <laughs> so and this is this is the approach that I've seen companies go down. Instead of these mythical creatures, you end up with your AWS team and your GCP team yep. and your Azure team. And then hang on a second. You've now found yourself in the same siloed organization that we we all swore that we'd move away from when we moved to cloud. We're yep. replacing the network team and the Linux team and the Windows team who, who all hated each other. And you're replacing them with the AWS team and the GCP team and the Azure team, who again don't want to talk to each other. And um, <laughs> you know, um, we we've kind of gone backwards a little bit. Um, we need to think about this before we uh, before we move forward. Really, I think um, uh, how how we approach this in in my current role is we. We train on one cloud platform and we put the foundations in place and um, uh, we set up foundational training on other cloud platforms. We just try to leave our students going on the right path. If they need to explore a technology or a different platform, they can do it. It, it takes a long while to get there. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's where we are. Does anybody know how we get away from being in these siloed um, teams that, that, that are now appearing? 
the the way that uh, my company is taking care of that is so so we have three teams. We have an a AWS team, an Azure team, and a GCP team. Whenever somebody uh, levels up and gets a pro cert in one of the clouds, they the next cert that they take has to be a cloud practitioner level cert of a different cloud. So so I got I got my uh, my DevOps pro and my SA pro. And then after that, I went. I'm I'm now studying for my GCP baseline, uh, just just dipping the toe in uh, level certification, and that that keeps us knowing what the other teams are doing and everything. And I, and I I pick GCP because we have really really good Azure people, and I and I'm not I'm not gonna bother to swim in that pool. But GCP sounds really fun to me. Um, so that's that's how we're doing it. That's an excellent approach. Hmm. But I think you also need to be in luck of having such an environment that can expose you to those challenges because it's very yeah. easy that certain people will always work on a on an area of a project which is only you know let's call it mono cloud. <laughs> um, and I think the certification it's a to me certifications are like jewels. I think they of course they they help you out uh, you know confirming certain. Uh, um, uh, certain foundation and certain concepts, uh, but I will I value more uh, hands-on uh, experience and you know uh, frustration, uh, uh, stress, or whatever. Of course, it's not good, but we know as a developers that sometimes that's a positive stress that actually makes you feel un uncomfortable uh, in order to learn and and grow. Um, and definitely trying to to find the opportunities to work in something unknown as another cloud provider it's something it's something that is not easy in organization but something that i think it's it's worth to do um or at least to try if you have the possibility and but hey guys we have to think about the fact there's new merch out there right you can get the asia t-shirt and the <laughs> aws t-shirt the gcp cap it's gonna be awesome so much swag so much swag Exactly. I mean, if there's a sticker in it, if there's a sticker in it, I'm doing it really. Oh yeah, <laughs> talking about we're, stickers, we're so easy. Uh, <laughs> I love that one. For the listeners that can't see, Christian just held up a uh, AWS sticker, so I think he's yeah. I know where his heart's lie. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I, you know I'm a bit agnostic on that, but I mean I'm we recently been using AWS a lot, uh, so. But prior to that, they used uh, Asia, so um, yeah. Here's my bag of stickers for reInvent that I will be controlling. Oh, oh. <laughs> Damn, that's showing off that. That's a multi. <laughs> that's a multi stick there. It's a it's a multi bag of multi cloud multi stickers. <laughs> <laughs> so where does Polly come in here? I'm I'm still trying to wrap my brain around PolyCloud. Is it like Pan Cloud, PolyCloud? What's going on? Yeah, yeah, it's All a right. tricky one. It's a tricky which, one. Which which leads us into the last question of the Tinder date. <laughs> Sam, yeah. you want to tee that one up? Yeah, this is an interesting <laughs> question. So I've got to thank Christian for this one. Um, so uh, if multi-cloud would be a Tinder date, what would be on checklist to make it a good match? As always, Christian, let's come to you. What's your what was you thinking around this? <laughs> yeah, well, um, so I I, uh, I kind of waited until we got the panel's uh, question, and, and I thought I, I want to spice it up a little bit and, and uh, get get the youngsters uh, hooked here with with a, a Tinder comparison. So um, there's always a matchmaking, right? Uh, and and, and uh, I 
is it, because I've been in consultancy prior and then I used it in, in different product. I, I saw some advantages. For example, personally, I think uh, GCPA is a really good, uh, probably the best uh, time uh, implementation of Kubernetes uh, compared to the others. Like the onboarding experience been really bad. Uh, when I started, AWS was uh, was the king, right? We were ruling. Then uh, Microsoft came along as the new kid on the block, uh, and um, and kind of had a fresher things. It, AWS hasn't really changed too much of the UI. I think probably they still to this date have the worst UI of the three of them, mm. at least the three uh, three big. So, anyways, this made me think of hey, everybody has a little bit of feature, and especially because recently I uh, learned about DAS. So we all know about SAS and pass and all those things but the new thing i learned about is bass well what is bass that blockchain as a service um which i thought was oh that's interesting so there are different uh, blockchain implementations asia has one as just an example and and so um this made me to think of um yeah what what do you think what is a nice cocktail uh, let me let me go first because I have to I have to drop off for that that customer on fire emergency that I was talking about. So I want to make sure that I uh, speak to. T so full disclosure, I've never tindered. I I don't know if swiping left or swiping right is the appropriate thing for for uh, for online dating with with you kids these days. Uh, but my perfect multi cloud tinder date. Okay, so every cloud has their own implementation of a landing zone. You push button, you get control tower with Azure. You push button, you get landing zone with, with, with excuse me, control tower with AWS. My perfect multi-cloud date would be some a, a multi-cloud. And, and so when we say multi-cloud, we're talking about multiple clouds. So one landing zone push button deployment pot, uh, for a multi-cloud setup. You hit one button and boom, you've got one, two, or three clouds set up with the DX connection set up in between them, your your IP addressing scheme cross-pollinated across all of them. So you've got you know one third of your 10 dot in one, one third of your 10 dot in the other. And most importantly, and this goes back to Antonio's comment, IAM, the the governance and accessibility and security model for your multi-cloud is federated across all three of them or two of them or whatever. And so you're, you're one person that needs to access to this blob storage over here, but this three X, this S3 access bucket over there, blah, 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 is, is patterned out. Whether that's via an SCP or, or via an, an Azure construct or whatever, that, that would be Nirvana. That would be my perfect swipe right. I think, I think right is good. Swipe right Tinder date. Are you working on a on a pet project in your time? Maybe <laughs> that sounds a, that sounds an an ideal uh, you know an ideal startup idea actually. I can neither confirm nor deny that I'm. Hmm. This water is delicious. Mm. <laughs> say say that uh, from from my side. Uh, I think uh, uh, the checklist. I think it will be. Uh, it's actually a very cool question, but in general, I will keep it. Uh, the checklist would be that the multi-cloud will be be a single, in a sense, because I mm. I'm a bit. I will be afraid that uh, a specific cloud provider 
would communicate with a server. So let's say that you have a cloud provider in Azure that needs to communicate with another uh, service in Azure for whatever madness you did that. So I, I, I really think that the, the multi-cloud, uh, um, you know, a good checklist is to to keep uh, being kept single so that you don't you don't have uh, um, you don't have connections or at least uh, um, you know connections with with other providers. Um, of course. One thing which is not uh, uh, ideal, but at least it's actually present. I, I love the fact that uh, you have this opportunity. I think Chris mentioned earlier of uh, of Terraform. Um, personally, I I'm in love with uh, uh, the CDK in. Uh, um, the CDK in AWS, because of course you can create uh, and provision resources programmatically, but uh, Terraform actually gives out uh, uh, that feeling that you know you handle uh, seamlessly uh, different providers, and that's actually what uh, what we chose to to use also here because you know then you only think with one way of doing things, and essentially you can uh, you use the same uh, the same. Uh, language to provision uh, to provision resources in, in different cloud providers. So that's again a bit similar to what Chris you mentioned, uh, unified and seamless experience across uh, two different beasts. Um, and then last not, not but not least, I, I will say that uh, the best, uh, you know, the best quality that a multi-cloud uh, Tinder that should have is that uh, it has to fit a purpose. Uh, and I know that it sounds very naive, but it has to fit a business purpose. I mean, you, you need to do multi-cloud because there is a you know a thought uh, strategy and business uh, use case that you're trying to uh, to go or to go towards. Um, so yeah, that I will yeah I will summarize these three uh, uh, as I mentioned. What about you, Ryan? Okay, so. You, I hope you're still recording this, 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 Sam. So I'd just like to say for the record, Your Honor, that nobody on the call knew which way to swipe for yes or no. Okay. We, we, this is, this is beyond us. Okay. Um, what, 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 swipe I, down, swipe up. Uh, what, <laughs> what would I be looking for? I guess. I guess a good sense of humor, really. So if you're going down that multi-cloud path, then um, um, the Tinder date should definitely have a good sense of humor. Um, just to um, confirm everything that you know, Chris Antonio mentioned, business benefits. Um, for me, um, how are we going to get security to work? How are we going to do cost? How are we going to do cost management across plat uh, cloud platforms? How does that work? Um, the data, where's the data? Is the data in GCP because we think GCP does data better? Um, great, but uh, how are my applications going to get to there securely? Latency, networking, all of that kind of stuff. Um, we, we make some assumptions, don't we? I think people who have gone down this multi-cloud route have made some dangerous assumptions. The one I used to see all the time is um, I'm going to put all my Windows servers in Azure because it's Microsoft. It's going to work better, right? Ignoring the fact that AWS have been running Microsoft server since like 2006 hmm. um, and runs more than any other provider combined. Um, I think I think some some education, some uh, some research. Um, can really inform the decision here. 
for me, that that Tinder date should should answer the question around security and all those big ticket items that we have to worry about day to day on a single cloud platform. Uh, so yeah, we just, we just lost Chris. Uh, maybe we should uh, should say speak out loud because all of us are waving at uh, at the screen, <laughs> which nobody can see. Yeah. Yeah, no, we just lost Chris, guys. But um, Christian, I think when I come back round to yourself, um, what is at the top of your list um, for for what you're looking for if it was a Tinder date? Yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I like I like the answers. I think uh, the thing is really, and thankfully we got the disclaimer with the with the swipe here. Um, <laughs> I think I think it's really important to to look back at at the people and and the business purpose um, when when you do the setup. So you might be intrigued by this lovely picture that. Uh, person you're about to swipe to, but uh, right after that comes the credit card up, right? And uh, and you know that you have to pay for the dates, dinner, and it's gonna be a feast, right? We're talking Michelin uh, course <laughs> menu here, so it's a really expensive one. So you should think absolutely about that swipe. Um, as soon as you swipe, right? It's a, the checklist is always there. There's some pros and cons to the different cloud, uh, cloud providers are very, very similar in the setup. And uh, these days, they they have a gazillions of functions. Uh, you can really do, go down the rabbit hole there, and uh, probably not go too wrong. Um, so I think I agree with Antonio. Uh, if initially, if you can have some sort of control setup, and you you are you have your cloud strategy in place, and you know where you're coming from, that you 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 go single um uh, if you have split up and and you sort of a, a <clears throat> modern family which has uh, is including uh, all its family members uh then you might come with this polycloud setup and then everybody is swiping uh, left and right and somehow you need to make this household work right um so from that perspective i think um the different uh, advantages. Uh, Google is known for for its its data um, cl classically. Um, search, right? That's where they're coming from. So that's that's where the trust lies. It doesn't mean that Asia uh, doesn't have that, uh, but they're just not marketed in that direction. Whereas they have the strengths coming from the business side. So if you have your business applications already running, it's an easier integration to fade into that and say like, hey, we go. Uh, we go with Microsoft because we already have knowledge in the, in that area, and and we need to integrate. Um, and so, uh, application-wise, I think uh, AWS started uh, when they spread. They grew out of of all these startups, really. And and so probably that that's where they are strongest. Really, is 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 on marketing on the on the application side. But it doesn't mean that the other guys uh, or girls or um, them don't. Uh, don't do the same thing. It's just a different look and feel. So um, at the end, I think there's, there's no right and wrong here. It's just a question of how you balance on the credit card. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic question. That. Has anybody else got anything to add uh, before we kind of finish up? Um, anything to add to what any of the questions um, that we've covered today? Um, I was just going to say on that that final part, really, to Christian, it's about perception, isn't it? A lot of times, perception and opinion. Um, you know, we 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 AWS has a has a whole bunch of data and analytics services, as does Azure. But we our perception is that 
Google is better here. And and same kind of perception for AWS and same kind of perception for Azure. Um, <clears throat> I think, you know, stepping back a little bit, putting some perspective between um, some perspective and some education uh, between you and the decision um, and some research, definitely, really. Fantastic. Well, I think we'll leave it there for, for this time, guys. Um, this has been the Evolution Exchange podcast covering all areas of multi-cloud. I really want to take this opportunity, though, to thank Christian, Ryan, Antonio and Chris for both their questions, but their fantastic insights um, on multi-cloud, poly-cloud, mono-cloud, I think we termed today as well. Um, some fantastic examples. Uh, multi-cloud is like kids, apparently. So, um, yeah. It's been such a great lesson. Um, so yeah, if you re really like to get involved in one of the upcoming podcasts, um, please reach out to me on either LinkedIn or via email at sam.williamson at evolution-nordics.com. Thank you for listening.